0: Welcome to the Free Sermon Podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe, but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, Please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Mark chapter 5, we're going to look in verses number 1 through 13. I'm going to preach a message tonight that I've called No Demon in Hell. No Demon in Hell. I'm going to believe God on Sunday night that some people are going to get free. I got 10 participators. We need some participators here tonight. Uh, Demon possession in the Bible. You look in the New Testament. I had the privilege of living in um, South Africa and living in Malaysia, as many of you know. And I saw a lot of people who were demon possessed and had all kinds of craziness going on in their lives. And in the New Testament, we're, we're told that Jesus in his ministry, he cast demons out of people, um, but there's nowhere else in the Bible that you find in a, a uh, person that was demon-possessed like the guy that we're going to read about tonight. This guy has some issues, and actually his issues had issues. This dude, was a, he, was a, he was a crazy dude, and the Bible tells us that he lived in a graveyard. You know, when I was growing up, man, you know, you walk by the graveyard, you don't even talk. You know you, you, you know, you walk across on the other side of the street. So here this guy, he's living in a graveyard. He's unshaven. He's all crazy looking. The Bible tells us that he is shackled. He's in chains and, 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 and he's, he's been unable to be bound. No one can control him. That's why he's living in a graveyard by himself because he's absolutely out of control. We're not sure exactly what he's got on but if you can kind of picture in your mind's eye it probably wasn't a whole lot and if he did have a whole lot on it's probably ripped and 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 dirty i'm sure his body the 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 scripture tells us that he cut himself that he that he uh uh, mutilated himself and if you can picture this and i kind of picture this in my head this guy he's just ranting and raving back and forth in this crazy 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 and uh Don't worry about it. Turn this off. Because um, the Lord wants me to go Marty Carnegie tonight. And so, if that's the way you want to do it, Lord, it's all good. If you want me to go Marty Carnegie, I'll go Marty Carnegie, Alvin Smith, in a heartbeat. Praise the Lord. And so, this man, if you, if you heard him talk, it was probably constant babbling, because he had a whole lot of things going on inside of him. This was a scary guy. You wouldn't want to meet him. You you, you ever see somebody really crazy? Now, you know, people who, who kind of act crazy, but when you meet somebody who's really crazy, this guy is one of those guys you would not want to meet in the daytime. And you surely would not want to meet him at nighttime. He was a dangerous man. so I want to read our text. Because I'm going to talk to you about no demon in hell because I'm here to tell every person here. And I had another message that I wanted to preach, but God kind of stirred me this way. Listen, no one can keep you from being free if you really want to be free. Oh, I wish I had a church here tonight. I said, no one can keep you from being free if you genuinely want to be free. And it says in Mark chapter five, verse number one, we're going to stomp all over the devil's head here tonight. Says, then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart uh, by him and the shackles broken into pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, I'm liking this, he ran and worshiped him and he cried out with a loud voice and said, what, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me for he said to him, come out of the man unclean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. He also begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine were feeding near the mountain. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and were drowned in the sea. God, we thank you tonight because you are the all powerful God and Lord. I am convinced that it is by your blood. We are free. God, you are more than enough. And we're convinced that you are more than enough. And those that have come here tonight, God, who have been shackled by the enemy, those that have come here tonight that are bound in addictions and strongholds, they'll be broken tonight. No demon in hell can hold them tonight. And I command the powers of darkness to release and to let them go. We will step out in obedience tonight. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in the most wonderful name of Jesus. And all God's people said, come on. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, no demon in hell can hold you. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to preach myself into a Holy Ghost sweat here tonight. We have to ask ourselves. Because I'm sure that many of you have have read this story. And I preached off of this story, I don't know how many times. But I've often asked myself, how do you get filled with a troop of demons? How do you get filled with a legion of demons? And as I pondered that, only one story came to mind. And that is a story of, The first king of Israel, we know his name by Saul. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel 16, 14, now the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul and the evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. And so we find Saul, something happened in this man's life that opened him up to demon possession. In Saul's case, we know it was open rebellion to the Lord. Now I know I can't get a witness in this sanctified church here tonight. Huh. open rebellion to the lord that god had told him what to do and he wanted to do something else i'm not preaching here tonight it says in first samuel 15:23 the prophet samuel he condemned saul with these words he says rebellion is like The sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. We know that God had told him, listen, this is what I want you to do. I've given you a direct command. You don't need to pray about it. You don't need to ask anybody about it. You don't need to fast about it. Don't ask your mama or your daddy. I wish I had somebody in here tonight. God said, do it. And he meant for him to do it. Saul's sin was a deliberate attack against god's character and god's authority in his life follow me so saul refused to completely do what god had asked him to do not much different than some of us here today say amen somebody not much different than some of us here today that god has told us to utterly destroy certain things in our life and here we are still trifling He sought to be free from God's restrictions. He sought to be free from God's responsibilities and thus it opened him up to a manifestation. And he had this kind of arrogance and insolence towards God and his word. And I suspect that's how God felt about Saul's attitude. God is like, this guy's got some issues because I've told him what he needs to do. You know, so often church will pray and we'll say, God, what do I need to do? And God will tell us exactly what we need to do. But then we want to (laughs) barter. The Bible tells us that the demon possession that came upon Saul, because his rebellion was like the sin of divination. The Bible tells us that rebellion is like the practicing of witchcraft. Can I preach you tonight that rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft? Samuel told Saul. His rebellion is like the sin of divination. And we know that divination is a practice of seeking knowledge of the future or unknown by supernatural means. And so it's kind of like the the young girl in the book of Acts. And many of you know the story. She was a, 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 a woman who practiced witchcraft. And she made a lot of money by practicing witchcraft. I remember when I was young, I did the Ouija board. And maybe some of y'all crazy, you don't catch black folks doing stuff like that. <laughs> I ain't tell you that right now. You don't see black folks. black folks, you don't mess around with stuff like that. I, I'm, ask, I'm answering all your questions about black people here tonight. So, <laughs> And during the week, during the week, I will be disclosing some of the black myths and revealing some things. Uh, uh, certain things that black folks just don't be doing. But I did it. I practiced, I did the Ouija board I mean. You know, turning lights off and burning candles and calling on dead people. I remember when I was in college, there was this guy that was in college. He was a, a white dude from England, and he, he could read your palm. And, and I don't know if anyone has, here has ever been to a palm tree. I've never seen anything like that. And he was reading people's palms and he was telling people how many people they got in their family and what things they were going through in their life. And he had a big crowd of people around him in the lunchroom. All the girls were loving the dude. He had a little table set up. I guess that was his way to get ladies, you know what I'm saying? And and get to hold her hand because since he was an ugly dude, you know, (laughs) can I hold your hand to my heart? And, uh... but people get into stuff like that, you know, the horoscopes and, Going to palm readers and I I guess, you know, I remember in in, in, uh, uh, South Africa, they'd be doing the bones and all this other stuff and all that crazy insanity. In the scripture, there seems to be a close tie between witchcraft or divination and demonic activity. Follow me for a moment. The, The Bible doesn't go into detail about exactly what the connection is between the two. But God does warn about something that I want to reveal to you in Deuteronomy 18 verse number nine. It says, when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nation there. Let no one be found among you who practices divination or sorcery interprets omens engages in witchcraft or casts spells or who is a medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. And because of these detestable practices, the Lord what God will drive you out uh, from among those nations before you, you must be blameless before the Lord, your God and God goes on and further says in Leviticus 20 verse number six. I will set my face against the person who turns to mediums and spiritists to prostitute himself by following them, and I will cut him off from his people. So follow me. The Bible says that there is a strong connection between rebellion and witchcraft, that when you are in open rebellion to the Lord, you open yourself up to demonic oppression. Now, whether it was because this man in Mark chapter 5 was arrogantly rebellious or because he practiced witchcraft, we don't know. Say amen, church. We don't know. We don't know if he, you know, it was just his open rebellion. We don't know if it was because he was doing witchcraft things and, 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 and chanting to, uh, to, the, the, to the dark world. We don't know. But one thing we do know about this guy is he's crazy. Oh, I need a church here tonight. One thing we do know is that he is out of his mind. That he is in a graveyard. He is pacing back and forth. No one can control him. Listen, he just didn't wake up one day and just say, "Hey, you know what? I just want a whole lot of demons living in me." Nobody wakes up one day and just say, "You know what? I just want to start smoking crack till I don't, till, till my body uh, uh, is 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 uh, uh, torn to pieces." No one wakes up one day and just say, you know what, I want to be a drunk. No one wakes up one day and says, you know something, I want to be out of my mind. Where no one wants to be around me. No one wakes up that, listen, he didn't like catch a cold. I don't want you to look at this and think it's like the, the common cold or he may be caught a, 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 a bad bout with the flu. Wasn't something he was born with. Wasn't something that he came down with. Somewhere in this man's life, he made a conscious decision that he wanted to be free. Listen, somewhere in his heart, he said, I want to be free. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I'm preaching better than y'all. Let me know I'm preaching right now. He said, I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Oh, I'm not preaching here tonight. That's why pastor preach a word. And you'll say, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. You ain't my daddy. You ain't my mama. Put your pants on just like I do. That's why you're crazy because no one can tell you what to do. You do whatever you want to do. And so he wanted to do whatever he wanted to do, free of restrictions and free of responsibilities. And now he's a demon-possessed man and he's free to be a lunatic. Folks, I don't know too many people who are crazy enough to break chains. And I done seen some crazy people. I got some of them in my family. He's so crazy, he's breaking chains and hurting himself. No one wants to be around him anymore. They're like, give the brother his own island. No longer bound by social conventions. Don't have to dress anymore. Don't have to, you know be a, a, a wonderful a, a, a blessing to society. Just crazy. I, I live in Southern California. We have some of the craziest people that I've ever seen in my life. Now, folks, listen, I, I, I grew up around crazy people, and, 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 but I've never seen, this is a whole nother level of psychotic Some, some, there's a few people in here. You, you, you came down to our church and you visit our church when we were down in in the hood. And uh, we were right there on Broadway and East street, man. It's crazy out there. Always something going on. Just walk right outside the church and, 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 and and all these crazy people were like, hang out in front of my office. They hang out in front of my office, hang out in front of my, my, the nursery, because we were meeting in a hotel and we, you know, it's so crazy. Now I look back now, I'm like, if I had babies, I would have never put my kids in that nursery. You know, because here we are, we're in the hotels. You can imagine this, and you can imagine this. Our church is like here, and we're asking people, yeah, we have a nursery. We had a wonderful daycare. Just take them around that dark corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, around there. And they're like, and so they're asking, they're like, where, where is it at? You just go down, you take a right, then you take another right, and then, and then you take another right, and that's where the, that's where the nursery and, and the children's church was. It wasn't a long way, but it was a lot of craziness between there. And so every single day I would come to prayer and I got crazy people in front of my office. There's one guy in particular. He would be standing in front of my office. I tried to talk to him. I can't even reason with him. I've never heard him talk. And he would always have his shirt off. And he would just stand there like this. I would go into prayer. I come out of prayer. He's still standing in the same spot. Won't move. Just like this. But I noticed something about crazy people. Crazy people can get, demon possessed people can get all the way to Chandler walking before you can drive. Listen, I, listen, I'm telling you the truth. I've seen this dude. And next thing I know, I'm way over across town by Pastor Joaquin's church. This cat got there before me. I'm like, how do you, the brother teleported. I don't know how he did it. Just a whole nother level of insanity. And I said, God, how? Do people get this way? I'm going to tell you, he didn't wake up one day and just say, you know what? I don't want to have any place to live. He didn't wake up one day and just say, you know what? I, don't, I, I just want to live a life where nobody wants to be around me. Somewhere he said, I want to be free to do whatever I want to do, and he got it. That's some of you today. I, I Listen, I know we're in church. I know everybody's sitting there with their game face on. Looking our Sunday's best, got our hallelujah, amen face on. You can go ahead and pray. Go ahead and kneel down right there. You can pray, bro. It's okay. I will. Go and kneel down. I'll pray with you in just a minute. Go ahead. Somebody come pray with him. Somebody come pray with him. He became totally free. And in Romans chapter 6, verse number 20, it says, when we were slaves to sin you were free from the control of righteousness what benefit did it reap you at that time from the things you are now ashamed of these things result in death but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to god the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus so here we find this man free but miserable and i'm I'm getting ready to wrap this up here In verse number six, he sees Jesus at a distance and he runs to Jesus. Now, I don't know how this man knew (laughs) that Jesus could heal him, but at least he knew. At least he had enough sense to run to somebody that could help him. Can somebody say amen? He was evidently, he was tired of living that way and his so-called freedom. And so he runs to Jesus. I may have shared before that the, the, what they would do to, to uh, uh, patients in mental hospitals years ago is they would place the patient in a room with a sink. And they would turn the faucet on, put the stopper in the drain and, uh, until the sink began to overflow. And the patient would then be handed a mop and the door was closed. And if the patient had enough sense to shut off the water, pull out the plug then the, and mop up the floor, he was considered capable of going home. But on the other hand, if the patient mop like crazy and never bothered to shut off the water, they keep him in the crazy house. There are people all over the world who are mopping like crazy. There are people all over the world that maybe aren't in mental institutions, but they're not free. They haven't figured it out. They haven't figured out where to go to solve the problem. They're like the the people who, who, who came and found the demoniac. And the Bible says that they saw him clothed and in his right mind. You know, people saw that, but still they didn't believe. Just like there's people here today. You've seen people get totally free, but still you don't believe. You've seen people get totally free from crack cocaine for years. And still you don't believe. You've seen family curses be broken off of lives right in front of you, but still you don't believe. So you may not be demon-possessed like the man in the graveyard, but you struggle with your own personal demons. Can I get an amen? You've struggled with the demons of failure. You've struggled with the demon of guilt. And you maybe sense here tonight that these demons have dominated your life held you in addictions to where you can't get loose i'm telling you i want some people to get free here tonight can i can i get a couple of amens i want some people to get free you got things that have dominated your life you've got suicidal thoughts that are dominating your life and demons that are driving you making you think that that things would be better if you were not here i'm gonna tell you i bind that spirit of suicide in jesus name i said i bind the spirit of suicide in jesus name ain't putting up with that nonsense Held you in addiction and told you you can't get loose. One thing I like about this man, he may have been crazy, but he wasn't so crazy that he didn't recognize Jesus. And you better recognize Jesus here tonight. You need to get free and you can be free in Jesus' name. Listen, there's things in your life that only Jesus can heal. There's things in your life only Jesus can heal. You You can counsel with pastor forever. Matter of fact, you can get all the pastors together and have a powwow. I just want all y'all to speak into my life. I'm going to tell you something. You can have all them speaking to your life, but one word from Jesus. Oh, y'all ain't hear me in this Pentecostal church. I said one word from Jesus. Uh, The world can't give you that. No medicine can give you that. No weed can give you that. Oh, I'm preaching right now. They opened up a marijuana dispensary right by my church. Listen, folks, when I say right by, I don't mean like in the close proximity or or in the vicinity or in the neighborhood. We're talking about next door. So, you know, I come out of church. Listen, I was born born a while back. You know, I wasn't born yesterday. Listen, folks, when people start blacking windows out where you can't see, and I ain't no fool now. So I'm, I'm pulling out of the church one day and I'm looking, I'm like, man, who blacked those windows out? I said, man, the folks up something in there. Now, folks, I didn't, I didn't know about no dispensary stuff. I still thought weed was illegal. Some of y'all are like, not, not in my house. Yeah, so, yeah. Man, God put that on, on the green earth. <laughs> the, good Lord, the good Lord didn't want me to have it. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you, for all the weed smokers in the house. For all the weed smokers in the house, you listen to me. I have never seen anyone who smokes weed have any ounce of sense. You can tell me all you want about how it 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 uh, it, it, it uh, 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 makes you very highly sensitive and close to the, no. You're crazy. You can tell me whatever, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me. Listen, I've been around enough people who smoke weed, and I smoked enough weed to know it makes you stupid. It makes you stupid. I'm not saying it to hurt your feelings. You can tell me whatever you want. You tell me whatever you want. I know, you, I know some of you might be looking at the preacher like, man, look at you. You don't you even know, you, you know where you're like. Yeah, I do know. I, I, I wasn't always a preacher now. You know, people always look at you know, oh man, you don't even know nothing about. One guy in the church, he's like, oh, we'll go talk to the pastor, but he doesn't know what it's like. I'm, I'm like, this dude don't even know. He don't know where I come from. I didn't live like four lifetimes. Listen, you smoke weed, I'm going to tell you something. You're paranoid? Lazy. You got it. Lazy? Always hungry. (laughs) Lips always busted up. Walking around. Every person I see, I can always tell when they smoke weed. They don't care about themselves anymore. Things begin to, to fall to the wayside. They begin to be people that are very unkept. Because all they do is about smoking weed. They opened this dispensary next to my church. I walk out the other day. This dude, listen, folks, I'm I'm dressed just like this. I came out of the church, the door, Christian church. I walk out. He's like, hey, man, you know where that dispensary is? I said, it's right here. But he's like, do you have your card? Because you know, anybody in California can get a, a, a marijuana card now. You know what I'm saying? You got corns. You got corns on your feet, man. You're smoking weed, man. I don't even feel my corns no more. No more. It's like the pain, the pain, just like the pain, the pain were gone. Get a, get a card for anything. Listen, if you're depressed, do you know what weed will do to you? This, this, wasn't even, this wasn't even my sermon. God help me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how, because I don't see any weed notes down here. <laughs> oh, I know what I was saying. No, I'm joking. Listen, the world will have you so medicated. It'll have you so out of your mind. Listen, no medicine can help you like Jesus can. We've got to get to the place where we realize that he is the only one. The Bible tells us that no one could tame this dude. And I'm here to tell some of you, you got some issues that nobody can help you with but Jesus. You've tried. You've tried everything. Now, I want to counsel you here tonight. You need to try Jesus. You need to get to the point where you know he is the only one who is able. I close. We're going to pray. I want to say thank you to Pastor Garrett for giving me the service early, bro. Good looking out. I preach in some churches. We'll start at 7.00. And I won't start preaching until 8.30. Have everybody and their mom up speaking. <laughs> and next week we'll be selling cupcakes out in the parking lot. <laughs> I always laugh at my mom's church. Pastor, he'll, he'll, he'll ask, you know, because he, he, they don't have like any formal announcements that he gives. He will ask people, does anybody have any announcements? And nobody will say anything. So he'll try to move on with the service and they'll be like, pastor, pastor. And so they'll come up and they'll get the microphone from them. All oh, praise and thanks and honor and glory be unto our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who reigns. And they just start talking and then somebody else gets up and the and next thing you know, two hours have passed. And we haven't even got down to the preaching. One good thing, the brother can preach though. If he can preach, man, I have to get up out of there. It says, now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain. So all the demons begged him saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. Somebody said, oh my goodness. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. You know, Satan would, would love for us to believe that there's two equal forces in the earth. God and the devil. And sometimes God wins. Sometimes he loses, depending on how we pray. And so it's like this, this huge, like we're always in this huge pep rally. We're like, go God, go, go, God, go, go, God, go. And God's like, thank you, my people, thank you, my people, thank you, my people. And then, and then we're not cheering God on, he's losing. God always wins. Oh, I, some of y'all, I said God always He is not in some struggle with the devil. God don't have off days. You do. God doesn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed emotionally bankrupt. We do. It's not an equal. God is stronger. Jesus and his blood is more powerful. You know, when you read this story, what I find really amazing. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a country dude. I grew up around pigs, hogs, it's a, it, and can I tell you, there's a difference between a pig and a hog. Hogs are way bigger than pigs and actually hogs are a bit meaner, but we used to have a, a, a hog pen and uh, my grandfather had a hog pen. We go over there. Hogs are nasty. Pigs are nasty. Listen, I don't care. You can kind of dress them up. You can put a bow in their little booty if you want to. People do that all the time. Put a little bow, get a little, get one of them, what them little pot-bellied pigs? And they'll be going around with a little bow in their booty. Listen, they're nasty. And I promise you, the moment that you turn away from that little nasty sucker, they're trying to find something nasty to get into. That is their nature. We go over there, you know... (laughs) When I grew up, you, you don't buy animals food. That's how I grew up. You don't buy animals food. If, if we had, and I, I was talking to, to, to brother Ed and sister Julie. When, when I was growing up, my grandfather, I, we had dogs everywhere. Never bought a bag of dog food, ever. If you're going to live there, you're going to eat what everybody else is eating. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, not my baby. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> It's, your dog eats better than your kids. <laughs> better better a uh, bowl to eat in. But anyway, before, before I get myself uninvited for next year, I need to move on quickly. We would, we would get these big old buckets of you know, watermelon rinds, cantaloupe rinds, uh, corn uh, uh, corn uh, husk, all this junk. We put it in a bucket and actually we'd just leave it to the side for like weeks. Just be all nasty and, and fermented and funky. I mean, you ain't even smelled nothing that smelt like this. It's called pig slop. I said, pig slop. It's nasty. Everything that you did not want to eat, you put in that bucket, and I just go over to the to the hog pen, and I, I love it when they come on. <coughs> I love it. Man. <laughs> Woo! They 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 come over to the side, man. They're they're hungry. They want to eat. I just take the whole bucket of pig slop and just. Bam! Hit him in the head. Boom! All the pigs side will go all over the place. They're all running around crazy. That's how pigs are. They're nasty. They sleep in poop. I've never seen a creature like them. Actually, I've never seen a creature like a pig. So here these pigs are. These pigs are like Jesus Please don't let these demons live in us. Are y'all with me? These pigs, as nasty as they are, they're asking Jesus, please, we'd rather die than have these demons in us. And here we are tonight. I said, here we are tonight, letting the enemy torment us, letting the enemy keep us up at night, letting him drive us into depression, letting him push us into fits of rage, letting him torment us. And the reality is he has no right, no demon in hell can hold you if you really want to be free. And if a pig won't put up with it, don't you put up with it. Oh, I'm preaching right now. I said, if a pig won't put up with it, don't you put up with it. You say, I refuse to live anymore under the influence of the enemy. It's over tonight. The addiction is going to be broken off of my life tonight, God. Because, Lord, I know what the problem is. I've been walking in open rebellion and arrogance towards you. You've told me don't do that anymore. You told me. And I keep doing what you told me not to do. I keep looking at what you told me not to look at. I keep going where you told me not to go. And, God, in my effort and my own desire to be free, I am free. And I'm crazy. And I don't want to be free on my terms no more. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I challenge you tonight, and we're going to pray right now. No demon in hell can hold you if you really want to be free.
1: Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks.